Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm glad you found me. I'm Renee Beery, and I love empowering women to take on home projects, both large and small. I have been the only girl on the job site for the past 27 years, and I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. With my help, I hope you will be able to avoid the mistakes I've seen in the past and go into your project confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your project is as smooth and successful as possible. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today, I want to tackle a subject that, quite frankly, we are all dealing with in the renovation business, and that is projects that just won't end. They are dragging on and on. And I mentioned this topic last episode because that had been in the plan, but there were so many topics that were coming up from all of you. You all were reaching out to me in various ways and letting me know that there were issues happening that I felt I needed to add in before today's topic. So if you didn't already listen, episode 42 was all about completion clauses and whether they are valuable or whether they are a hindrance to a project. And spoiler alert, I think they're a hindrance. But if you are considering one, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 42 to hear why I think they actually are a hindrance to a project and doesn't give the client what they're actually trying to accomplish, which quite honestly will apply to today's conversation. So we'll get into that in a few minutes. And then last week's episode was buying a house as is and the craziness that's going on right now in the marketplace because of this housing boom we're experiencing and people, quite frankly, losing their mind, waiving all rights to anything, inspections or mortgages or any things that we would consider normal in the past in order out of desperation to get into a new home. And so anyone who's out there looking, I strongly encourage you to listen to that episode because I have three clients that we're currently working on that came at a home purchase in different ways, but all waived things that they might not have done in previous housing markets, but just felt that that was their only option to get a house that they wanted. So so those are examples of two episodes that were driven by current situations. So one topic, the buying as is, was driven by what I'm seeing my clients go through. And I know if they're going through it, then others are as well. And I really felt important to share my experiences and my advice if you're in the process of purchasing a new home. And then even more exciting was the previous episode about completion clauses. That came from one of you. And so I know I have said this before, but I really do strongly encourage you to reach out with your questions because while I always get to them and I'm happy to answer them, they often will become podcast episode topics because frankly, if you're worrying about it, if you're working through something, chances are someone else is as well. And I find value in sharing all of this information so that we can all learn and grow and manage more successful projects than what we're currently experiencing. And so please keep reaching out. I love hearing from you. And like I said, they can create new episodes that I think we would all find valuable. 
And then lastly, very exciting. I was interviewed several weeks ago by Michelle Lin on the Design for the Creative Mind. And she is a fellow interior designer out of Dallas, Texas. And she has created an entire process in order to help boost and elevate interior designers in their own businesses. And I just love that. And you know, I would love something like that because I'm all about elevating the interior design profession. So she and I gabbed on and on about managing construction projects because it's something that she sees interior designers taking on more often inside their businesses, but yet not confident in what they really should be doing and what are the best practices. So if you aren't familiar with her podcast, it's The Design for the Creative Mind, and I have joined her on episode 32. So I recommend listening to that episode as well as all of her others. She has so much information to share. Michelle and I both believe that sharing our information, sharing our experience and knowledge only elevates the industry as well as the consumers and certainly doesn't take away anything from my business or her business or potential client work. It just really doesn't work out that way. So she and I, we love to share what we know, and this was a great way of doing it together. So there'll be the links for these will also be in the show notes, but take a listen. It was a really fun interview and there was a lot of information sharing back and forth. But today I want to talk about the topic of these endless construction projects. Now, don't get me wrong, projects have always dragged on in the past, and that has been for a variety of reasons, most of which I believe are controllable if you learn how to manage your projects successfully, which is the whole purpose of this podcast. It's why I built the course, Only Girl on the Job Site, both for the homeowner as well as the designer. So it does happen. But unfortunately, we are in unprecedented times with a pandemic on our hands. And what is happening is supply chains are either drying up or getting so clogged that we just can't get products in our hands. So this, of course, is going to impact all aspects of life, quite frankly, but in particular, and with this podcast, it is dramatically impacting construction projects. And it is across the board. It doesn't matter if you're doing a commercial project, hospitality, residential, whether you're doing a ground up build, whether you're doing an addition, or whether you're just renovating a bathroom. It is all being impacted because all items are caught up in this craziness of import, export, and freight. And that's where this whole mess is coming to a head. We simply cannot seem to move product from point A to point B. Now, depending on which article you read, there are certain people pointing to certain aspects. Some people are pointing to the backlog in Asia. Some people are pointing to the backlog in the ports, that there are just ships sitting out in the ocean waiting to get to a slip to be unloaded. And some people are pointing to the trucking system within our country, whether that's there's a lack of drivers, whether there's a lack of trucks, whether there's fuel surcharges, and everything everything in between. And quite frankly, I think they're all right. And I think that is the problem. There isn't one issue. There's multiple issues and one compounds the other. 
So if you can't get things out of Asia, then you can't get things to our ports. If you can't get into our ports, you can't get the items unloaded. If you can't get a truck to load into, it can't get to you. It is just an awful cycle right now. And I know you're sitting here thinking, well, it's no big deal. I see things happening. My Amazon is still being delivered. And yes, things are moving, but they are moving at glacial speed at this point. I mean, we are getting the craziest notices from our vendors that a year ago I would think would be a joke, right? We ordered a dining room table for a client back in February, and we were told October delivery. Now, this is coming from Vietnam. We were well aware of that, and we knew what was going on around the world. So there was a chance that that delivery date would be pushed a little, but we were just told to expect it in 2022, sometime after January. They won't even give us a month. So we're talking likely a year to receive a dining room table. So, I mean, things like that, they just simply never happened. And this is becoming the norm, not the one-off. We had ordered a Hunter Douglas shade. Normally they take two to four weeks, all in with shipping door to door. And the ship date kept getting pushed by two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And after the second notice, we called and they said, oh, well, we have the fabric. We have all the parts except the gearbox. We're waiting for that. It ended up taking nine weeks to get this shade. Now it did come. And that is a big point I want to make. Things are coming. It just is taking forever. So what does that mean? Well, in the case of a dining room table or a window shade, it does not hold up a construction project. It holds up a completion date, but not the actual construction of the project. But the windows do. Now, I know I mentioned in an earlier episode that Pella windows, which used to be about a four-week lead time, are now running 18 weeks, and we're being told to expect even longer lead times once winter hits. And the problem, we were told, is the aluminum for the exterior of the windows. They clad their windows in aluminum, and they're having a hard time getting the aluminum. So how does a construction project that anticipates windows in four weeks, how does that pivot to 18 weeks? And now how do we project pivoting even further into an unknown time period? It is just simply impossible. And so my heart goes out to contractors as well as the homeowners living in these projects, because quite frankly, almost no one is in control right now. And that, of course, goes against everything I always say, be in control, stay in control, manage your project. And the problem is things are becoming unmanageable. And now I don't see this as permanent. I do see this for now, for a little while longer. And that pains me to say that out loud. Because trust me, it's become a nightmare for my company. We spend more time expediting, looking for product. When is it going to be? Then we have to substitute it because nobody wants to wait. It is just an endless, vicious cycle with, sadly, no end in sight. The other issue that the construction world is dealing with is lack of labor. Now, I have been lucky so far, knock wood, My guys have been able to maintain their employees throughout this, but they're telling me that the subs are really struggling trying to find people to work. And so, of course, if you're going to expect two weeks for floor refinishing and the contractor 
only has two thirds of his employees, chances are that's going to drag into that third week. And this is becoming a real problem. So it's not just getting the product. It's actually installing the product. It's actually getting humans into a project in order to get anything accomplished. And so what does that mean for you, the homeowner who is diligently trying to manage a project? Well, two things. One If you are staying on top of the project, you are holding those weekly meetings, or if it's a smaller project, say two, three times a week, then you are aware in the moment of the issues that the contractor is facing. So you can realign your expectations. Now, that doesn't make it shorter, but at least your expectations are in check. And I do believe that helps overall. And so if you aren't on top of your construction, definitely now is the time to play catch up. You must detail out every aspect of your job with your contractor and get him to tell you what is falling short of his expectations. And the list will be long. Be prepared. Now, he may be trying to play catch up in the behind the scenes, and that's admirable. And he's trying to do it for your sake. But just Put everything on the table and figure out really where you are and really what your end date is going to be at this point. And I also caution you, you will get the information that he has today. That doesn't mean things aren't going to change again, even as soon as next week, because we are hearing that as well. But you need to know exactly where you are in the process now. Now, why is that important? Well, for the second reason, you need to make alternate plans for yourself. So if you're living in a project and you thought you were going to be done in two months, but I know you listened to me, so you added maybe a half a month onto that, that is going to likely be extended. So what does that mean for you personally? Now, that's going to be specific to you. Now, maybe you are renovating all the bathrooms and you your family is crammed on one side of the house and you're all sharing one bathroom, then that likely means that will stay for a while. So if it's driving you nuts now, try to find a way to mitigate some of that stress because it will continue longer than you had anticipated. Now, if you've ripped out your kitchen and it's completely down, meaning you can't use water or electric in the kitchen and you've been going out to eat, I would think now is the time to go back and start evaluating where you can set up a mini kitchen. And even if that means a dorm-sized fridge and a hot plate from a camping set, that gets you something a little closer to normalcy because your kitchen will be delayed, right? You need to take back the control and make it so that you can mentally survive these extended periods. Now, if you are doing a ground-up construction and you're living in another home, chances are you're going to need to stay there longer than you had anticipated. So if you are putting it on the market at the end, you need to have a frank discussion with your realtor as far as how long they think it will take to sell your house and plan accordingly. So if you're in a rental situation, you need to reach out to your landlord and say, how long can I extend this lease? Because I believe we're going to have to be here longer than we had planned. You know, these are the things that you can be proactive about. 
sadly, it does not change the fact that your project has dragged on and will continue to drag on. But taking back some of the control from all of this chaos will help you manage your expectations and hopefully stay as calm as you can while all of the pieces of your construction project get put into place eventually. So I know no one is listening and thinking this is all great news and it's not intended to be presented as good news, but I want to empower you to take some control where you can because nobody does well feeling completely out of control. And trust me, the contractors aren't enjoying feeling out of control either. They have planned projects coming up and they're making these difficult calls of telling someone, hey, remember I was going to start in November. It's now looking like February. So everybody is feeling this. And I know that the tensions have raised and are causing some grumblings that I'm hearing about, and that doesn't solve anything. So my goal with this episode, as well as all the others, is to give you some control to tamp down those emotions so that everybody can continue to manage their project with a cool head and a plan. And so if you partner with your contractor, which is what I'm always telling you to do because you are a team member, your contractor will also feel comfortable sharing bad news with you if he knows that it's a safe place to share information, that it's nobody's quote fault that things are going wrong. Now, again, as I'm always saying, if you stay on top and manage this project well, you'll know if for some reason it is the contractor. Maybe he forgot to order something. And so you've lost all that time on top of all of these supply chain issues. That's a different topic. And that would have to be addressed in that moment. But in general, these supply chain issues are completely out of everyone's control. We are all at the mercy of these supply chain issues. So you want that contractor to be comfortable enough to approach you to say, hey, Jane, I got a call this morning. And you know those windows? They're now 19 weeks. Okay, so one week difference in a normal construction project, that's not a big deal. But since you've been waiting, thinking it was going to be five or six, and now it's 18, and now it's 19, these are the conversations you want your contractor to immediately inform you about. And so you can stay on top of it and know that, oh boy, now how is that going to impact the rest? And maybe it won't, but that's the conversation that I need to have happen between you and your contractor. Keeping things from each other will only cause more tension. And I know tensions are really high on projects right now, and it's understandable. So please hear me today. These supply chain issues are not ending anytime soon. And I am being told by some that they will get worse before they get better. You have no idea how much that pains me to say that out loud, but knowledge is power. And with that, you can gain control over the specific issues of your own project. And that will be the key to your success given these unprecedented situations. So if you have been staying on top of your contractor, circle back again, ask him today, call him up, say, where are we? Where do you think we're going to be? And what issues are you hearing might be coming your way? If you haven't been diligently staying on top of your project, We'll talk about that at another time because you know you should be, but now's the time. Play catch up immediately. Figure out where you are, figure out what's coming, and figure out where that end date now looks like it will be. 
These are the items that you can take control over right now. And while the news will likely not be pleasant, it will at least give you control over how you're going to react, over how you can pivot to make your life as smooth and as comfortable as possible for the duration of your project. And boy, I look forward to an episode in the future where we talk about all of this chaos as a distant memory. But unfortunately, that day is not today. And as always, I'm here for you. Please reach out to me. I am happy to help you with specifics on your project. And if you are looking for more guidance on how to manage your own project like a pro, I encourage you to go on my website and check out the Only Girl on the Job site, both for homeowners as well as a designer edition. These are two incredible tools I developed so that you can run your own smooth, successful projects, even during a pandemic. Thank you so much for your time today, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email me or direct message me through social media, and we can start a conversation about what it is you're going through right now. That will also help me come up with other ideas for future podcasts that I can share with everyone, as I assure you, we're all in the same boat together. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. If you would like to find out more about me and what I can do, please go to my website, www.devignedesign.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon.